0: Welcome to The Niche's You. My name is Matt Gottesman, at Matt Goddesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick-hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 94, and this is going to be a a listener Q&A. We're going to talk about distractions, focus, God, advice. I had reached out to the community on, um, on Instagram through the broadcast channel. And thinking about this now, I probably could have also done this through the texting, but I wanted to, I, I asked the audience, I asked all of you guys, what are some profound things you want to know? Like, what are some great questions? Um, please DM me either a voice text or you can actually write it out. Now, I've, I've got a few here, um, and some people ask a couple questions. I'm going to play a couple voice uh, notes out through the, uh, through the microphone here, um, and then there were a couple other voice notes, but I turned them into some actual written questions, and then you know, I'm going to answer them with you guys. But I thought this would be a great way just to bring more of all of you into this entire process. And uh, so I'll start with the very first uh, individual. Her name is Sarah. And here's her voice note that she had sent to me. Hey Matt, hope you're doing very, very well. Good morning. So um, first of all, thank you so much for this opportunity to um, ask you the question um sure i'll be very very quick so my question is that as an entrepreneur and podcast host you have interviewed numerous successful individuals what is one piece of advice or insight that has had a profound impact on your own personal or professional life thank you so Sarah was asking that as an entrepreneur and a podcaster, especially with the, the other podcast I have where I'd done over 450 interviews, what was some profound advice for my life, whether personal or professional, that might have come through that experience with talking with other individuals? And you know, it's interesting because that podcast was always designed to be a, um, a discussion between you know two people. I would say it was like a coffee conversation that the world can hear, right? And so here's some things that, that came up for me that I thought when I reflected on, her que- on Sarah's question, number one, everybody that was on there, and there were some, I mean, amazingly big people, when I mean like in their role or how much they've done, how much they've endured, uh, where they came from, how much they've built up, how much they took on. I mean, you you name it. And something that came up was they were all just figuring it out and that nothing comes with a manual. And I think this is important to know because it's very easy for any of us, for you, anybody to look at somebody else and think that they've got it all figured out. And we don't. Um, we're just willing to try. And I'm willing to every day get up and figure it out in real time. Now, being in the game has given me a lot of great experience, a lot of great inputs, a lot of great people, and uh, great outcomes, and it has also been met with a lot of the opposite, and that's okay. But the point is, is that none of us really know what we're doing, we're all just figuring it out. Another uh, Number two. They had innate curiosity about something they wanted to dive deeper into often figuring it out for themselves first and then seeing others who had similar problems so a lot of creatives a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of self-starters a lot of just people and i think just curious in general it was like hey here's something i was thinking about actually we had a lot of accidental entrepreneurs on the show and not all of them were entrepreneurs some of them were ceos some of them were artists but they are all you know they were all naturally curious about something and they wanted to dive deeper into it. And I think that that was a guiding force. I know that was a guiding force for them. Uh, Number three, you'll have less regrets if you go after something you truly believe in regardless of the outcome than if you never tried at all. You'll have less regrets. If there's something you want to try, try it. Now, hopefully it doesn't uh, put you... Put anybody at risk when I said, but saying that, the you know from a lot of the guests they were talking about taking risk, and obviously you know the famous expression is the 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 biggest risk of them all is not taking one. You have to step out of quote unquote comfort. You have to try new things, and you have to you know um, go after something if you feel the calling happening. And I find that you will have less regrets and then you know what was it? there were famous questions that were asked of people who were on their deathbed and one of the um, you know question, one of the answers was that you know they didn't they, they regret that they didn't do more of what made them happy or take more chances or take more risks right And the fourth thing that I learned uh, and there's many others by the way, but that everything good truly takes time patience. Not everyone will see your vision too so something to think about. For all of you, for all of us, if you have a vision and if you have a calling, not everyone's going to understand your path. And you're gonna have to be comfortable with that. And if you're not comfortable with it, that's okay. You'll find a way. God put your vision, your you know, your calling to you for a reason. And maybe others aren't supposed to understand it like we do. And so think about it like that, like it's not your vision is not always for everybody else to understand and give you validation and give you proof to keep going all in on your thing you're going to have to trust yourself it's a trust fall with yourself it's a trust fall with god and isn't that going to be great for everything else that you do in your life right okay so the next uh set of questions came from isaac and he said what would i tell a 23 year old guy in terms of life and direction and I actually had very specific uh, posts that I did on Instagram. I'm going to read to you guys because I did this for my 44th birthday. I said, things I know at 44, I wish I'd known at 24. So perfect timing, Isaac. Uh, and Number one, show up even when you're not that person yet. It's not about being ready, but being consistent. If you're consistently showing up, you eventually catch up to your, you catch up to your vision of yourself. And don't be afraid to be seen trying. Play for where you're heading, not for where you're at. Number two, authenticity is trusting who you are instead of seeking everyone else for your identity. This is a big one, guys. We don't need to try harder to fit in, be approved, or acquire quote-unquote more to be understood. We're seen, felt, and understood from the moment we stand in who we already are. And that's why I always say the niche is you. Number three, the real things you should own. Your time, your life, your energy, your talents, and your story. Everything else is either cheap dopamine or owns you. Bonus. Ownership requires personal personal responsibility. You don't have time to fight the world when a better you is a better world. You understand that? A lot of people out there, I get it, trying to fight the world. But if you're bettering yourself and you are putting yourself into um, greater chances and opportunities, you can pay that forward more. So, like, uh, as it's been said, right? I think it was Mother Teresa or Gandhi, right? Be the change you want to see in this world. Uh, next one. If it's from God, it won't steal your joy, peace, confidence, patience, value, or love. It won't make you chase it or rush your decisions. It will, however, feel right on path and promote you. And Isaac did ask about God, so I'm going to get to that here in a minute. Next one. Happiness is less about pleasure and more about pursuit. Be obsessed with learning who you are, understanding and mastering your talents, and defining what works best for you. You don't need to always feel quote-unquote right, but you need a mission. In most cases, you are the mission. Next one. Clarity and direction is more important than speed until you realize it is speed. (laughs) it's one of my favorite ones. A calm mind, a connected heart, and a clear vision navigate life's uncertainties and speed up life's gifts. What's for you will find you faster the moment you give your life more energy and intention. Next one. Arrange your work around your life, not your life around your work. Having a life is about creating one, and you're the responsible party to see it that way. Prioritize health, peace, and joy. Earning from your talents and skills, making time work for you, prosperity will follow. Next one. Honesty is the highest form of love and respect. People may not love what you say, but they'll love and respect you for honoring them in the process, even if it takes them a moment to realize it. Leading from what, quote unquote, feels right from your soul is love, and this will be respected. Next one. Saying no isn't about rejecting others. It's about saying yes to you. If the goal is to please others, you will lose every time. If the goal is to be honest about what you really need, want, and value, everyone wins all of the time. So Isaac, those would be some of the things that I would tell my 24-year-old self. And since you asked, what would I tell a 23-year-old guy? Those are some of the things I would say. And you asked, you know, how did I start connecting with God? Um, some of you have listened, I think, to this story, but I'll, I'll repeat parts of it and then talk about it. And then you would ask also, what are the ways I feel God's presence in my life? So I had always felt God close to me, but I didn't have, I think, as deep of a start to deepen the relationship until about 10 years ago. And that was because a lot of things happened in my life that changed all of a sudden. I uh, very quick, quickly was uh, without any clients. Uh, I was consulting. All my clients just went away um, even though I did really well by them. All my clients went away. A few months later, I was in divorce and that hit me very hard. And so I didn't know what to do. And as the story goes, I went to my parents rabbi And I said, you know, I don't know what to do. I think I'm in trouble. And he looked at me and he said, well, what's going on? I said, my soul hurts. It was like my soul was just crying for me to like, listen to it. And like, hey, please just like, stop trying to like, you know, make sense of everything and listen to me. And, um, so that's what I was, I was experiencing, but it, it hurt. And he said, okay, th- this happens, you know, and he began to, uh, refer me to some other really great rabbis in Phoenix and Scottsdale and, uh, spiritual mentors. And if you will, and they constantly challenged me to understand the relationship I have with myself and my soul and with God will ultimately reflect everything in my external world. And they weren't, you know, they didn't press me from a religious standpoint. That's not what happened at all. And uh, they wanted me to look at my character, look at my, look at who I am. Like, just take a look and understand like, what kind of man am I? They wanted me to just look at who am I really? So I can have that relationship. And that really changed uh, my entire direction or maybe it just added because the direction was probably always there even if we're not always familiar or, or, or we don't always know, but we know God knows. And so what happened with me is over the years, through some studies and then also experiences and then honestly from meditating, uh, journaling, praying, understanding about you know aspects of the Torah, aspects of the Bible, meeting various spiritual mentors and, and whatnot, and asking a lot of questions, I deepened this relationship with, I started just talking deeper with God. And I noticed that when I slow down, I can actually, I can, I can hear better when we slow our lives down, when we stop trying to do all the things, stop trying to force everything in our life, stop trying to make everything happen, stop going, 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 If we slow down enough, I was going to say, if we slow down fast enough, (laughs) if we slow down very quickly, that's kind of a funny thing to say, but it's true. If we can just get right to it and slow down and start tapping in, God's always listening. And it's funny because my conversations became so funny. Like I feel, I felt like God had such a sense of humor because things seem so simple. We just as humans make them so complex. And I've talked about that on other, another podcast where, um, You know like god is love and the relationship we have with ourselves and the relationship we have with god we start to realize like oh if this is how i feel and this is who i how i understand myself then you're you're less likely to be unclear to the rest of the world and that makes you more honest and that makes you more direct and that makes you have boundaries but it also makes you respect other people but it makes you have grace because god has grace with you because like we all make mistakes. I mean, there's just so many different things that it was, it was such a profound relationship that was developing. he says, you know, Isaac asked, what are the ways I feel God's presence in my life? A a lot of different ways, nudges, signs. I even have a post that I once did. I said, if, if you're having trouble seeing the signs, ask God for the billboard. He's very loud. When you listen, God is very loud when you listen. And, um, because you can, you can hear it internally and it's very simple. And it's very like, you know, you know, you know, whether we listen to that advice or not, that's different. I, you know, sometimes we, and I've talked about that before too, where it takes practice listening to it. Because a lot of times we hear things that maybe we, that's not what we want to hear. We want it. We want something else instead. Like, what do you mean? That's, that's what I should do. But I, I, I want this outcome over here, you know? So there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust fall with God. I also uh, saw a a quote from uh, Rick Warren. We often miss hearing God's voice simply because we're not paying attention. And then there's a psalm. uh, Until we take time to be quiet, we'll not hear God. God cannot be heard in noise and restlessness, only in silence. He will speak to us if we give him a chance, if we will listen, if we will be quiet, be still. So, um... And isn't it funny when you think about like meditation or think about when you do an activity by yourself or when you work out or when you do art or anything where you're coming out of your fear, out of your mind, out of your head and into your heart. Why is it that you can feel so good? Why is it you can feel God almost in that presence, right? So and then I once said, if it's uh, from God, it won't come in confusion. Because God is very, it's very simple. We're just humans and we make things complex. So uh, the next, uh, next questions came from Kylie. And she was asking, if I spoke to myself 20 years ago and gave myself very specific advice, what would it be? And she said, um, now, like... Be very specific. I like that she said, you know, what, like, if you were to be very specific, like, do these five things, or do this exact thing, or here's how you get out of your own way, or start focusing on just this and not anything else. Is really what she was asking. She said you could, you know, whether it was for business or your personal life, a spouse, uh, for anything that you believed in. And so I actually I wrote out a couple of points I wanted to share, which was um, here's number one overall. I would slow down. More. I would pray more, meditate more, spend more time in nature for recharging purposes, and just constantly being present with family and friends and loved ones. I always was, but just appreciating it even more. But the slowing down part, I definitely was not doing. I need to do that more and praying more for sure. But if I had to be very specific to a business, all right, so. Here's the, here's the thing about business that doesn't have to be hard. And I, I listed off five things, um, specifically five steps for business. And she said, it's like, let's say it was for business. And you said, do these things. And in two years, um, you know, this is all you need to do. Business doesn't have to be hard. Again, we make it hard, I think. We don't, it doesn't have to be hard. And I often tell people, like, if you can kind of just get out of your, um, your own head where you're like, I need everything perfect. I needed to get all these things in order. I need to do this. I need to do that. No, you need to serve people because if you are serving people and helping them in a particular area, that will give you all the information you need on what next steps you need to do. So I wrote out, build an audience for feedback loop. What do I like to talk about and what am I experiencing and how are these topics supporting them? So you can easily build an audience. I know that people are like, oh, this is you know, media. I don't do that. Oh, I'm not normally used to that. If you were, look- if you were in a real-life situation and you wanted to go uh, hang out outside of a store somewhere and say, hey, I'd like to help you. Do you have this you know, thing? I have a product or service that might help you. Build an audience. That's the beauty of the world that we live in now. You can build an audience online. Number two, ask your audience to jump on 15-minute calls so you can understand what they're needing most right now that you can provide products or services, right? So you're not even there to like sell them anything. You're just saying, hey, like, what's going on in your world? What are you getting so tripped up on? Do 15-minute phone calls. I know a lot of successful entrepreneurs that did that. My good friend Nadim had done like thousands of calls, thousands last year alone, just to see what people were um, experiencing in, in their own lives, right? Number three, start doing more research and providing as much value as possible to create a community of your diehard fans that you're helping. And if you guys want, go look up on Google "a thousand true fans" by Kevin Kelly. And what this is really about is that you're finding that your tribe that needs you the most, and that you that are willing to listen to you, that you're they're willing to take your advice or take your you know or you're solving their specific problem, whatever it is, and they trust you. You've built that trust. You want that list. You want that community of, of thousands of people who you have a relationship with. Welcome to business. And I said, number four, grow your list of people you help so you can directly speak to them throughout the process of what you're building with your products or services. I have the texting app, as you guys know. It's in the show notes if you guys uh, of this episode, if you guys want to join that. You guys know because you listen to the podcast. You're on my newsletter. I'm on social. I'm on Twitter. I'm on threads. I'm on uh, you know, everything on LinkedIn, right? Facebook. So, but grow your lists offline, texting, email, because those are the people who are willing to go further in the relationship with you and that you're, you're here to help in business. And, you know, and then obviously I'm giving you a lot of the basics, but like, as you have, so here's the thing is as you have this, this group of people you're helping as you have new things to offer, offer them, gain feedback, provide great customer service, use systems to manage your efficiencies, or systems to manage delivery and fulfillment of whatever it is that you are providing for them, whether a physical good or a digital good or services, you know, and streamline your admin from those systems. Don't be a million things to a million people. You know, the, the world of you can be multiple things, but define exactly the places you're helping for the people that you're helping and just get out of your way and help them. And I think this is a, a very key thing because it was it was interesting. I was I was at my friend's uh, chiropractic office the other day, and I was listening to two of my my friends there speaking. One was talking about his girlfriend, who is a naturopathic doctor. Uh, a shout out to Joel and to Travis. Uh, and um, his, Joel's girlfriend is a naturopathic doctor, just graduated. And she got on TikTok and was just helping out in a particular area of something that she had already solved for herself with uh, skin and hormones and things like that. And so on TikTok, she was talking about these things and um, she basically just told everybody, hey, if you want to know more information on this or you want to jump on a call here, here's a Google spreadsheet here. Just click this link and leave your name and number. Day one, six people. Day two, 32 people. Day three, like the people just came in and then she did phone calls to figure out, oh, would they." what could I get them? Can I give them some information that will just help them? Or do they need a little bit more care from me? That's business. And I said, guys, I was like, Joel, thank you so much for sharing that because everybody's making, you know, I've dealt with a lot of venture capital firms and big companies where, you know, they want to spend millions of dollars on marketing and advertising. I'm like, you just need customers. You need people to help. Just go help people. And then as you're helping people, they might say, oh, you know, well, how do I make it more efficient to help them? Well, now you're using systems. Oh, they want to pay you. Okay, well, what payment you know system do you use to take their payment? Okay, what do you do to follow up with them? You implement along the way. And then uh, I did also say like for relationships, you know, whether your spouse, because to answer your question, uh, Kylie, not just for... Um, for business, but for, you know, personal life, like whether the relationships for a spouse or for, you know, uh, friendships or whatever it is, I say, start with the self five things, find spiritual mentors. For me, it was certain rabbis and other and other folks that came along. Um, I developed a deeper relationship with myself and God and learning to listen to now for those of you, for, for the fellows listening right now, for the guys, you know, learning to listen to God is also like learning to listen to women you can feel them. You can feel their feelings versus the words they're using because God doesn't necessarily use words. I mean, maybe through people, but often God is like, you have to feel into it. And so I, and there was a post I had online that said, it has been said that when a man is disconnected from himself and, or God, God will work through a woman to get to him. This is because she came into existence with such a powerful intuition and connection that she will shed light on areas he needs most. Fellas, it's not necessarily women's words, but their ability to make you listen differently so you can connect infinitely. Say thank you. So having this relationship with God is definitely step two because it formulates the relationship you will have with your partner. Period. End of story. God, we with a relationship with God, we learn listening, feeling, understanding, compassion, honesty, empathy, grace, responsibility, accountability. These are all the ways you're going to be able to show up for a partner. We are not perfect, but we can certainly keep working on all these areas and stay very close to that so we can provide that for another. Number three, be very specific on what you're playing for and be very honest in every dealing, right? Number four, honesty may hurt, but it's the most loving thing you can do. And it's not always easy. It, it is definitely not always easy. You know, Honesty, people are afraid of hurting other people's feelings. People are afraid of looking at their own truth, I've had that. You can look at you can look at something and be like, "I don't want it to be this," <clears throat> right? You, you know, so honest with yourself, honest with others, very, very important. And then being patient on God's timing. So honesty is such a. And by the way, I want to go back to number four. Honesty is such a beautiful love language. It will strengthen the bond you have with others. And I know again, I know it's hard sometimes, but it's worth it. And you hope it only strengthens the bond even more. And it does. It really does because you're able to connect because of it. And then the other question was asked, if future Matt were to tell present Matt, what would he tell me to let go of, to step into what's to come? And I said, future Matt would tell, hang on, future Matt would tell current Matt to keep practice, uh, to keep practicing, letting go of timing of things, old identities that don't serve where I'm heading and surrender to my soul. Even faster. I operate from my soul but I do still sometimes struggle with um, the conversation. I know what I need to do and I still do it. But sometimes, you know, you hang on to old identities because maybe it was a good run, (laughs) you know? So, um, and then also it all works out beyond anything I can imagine, but it takes letting go to experience it that way. So that's what I would say. The next question I got was from Brianna any advice on starting up a business for moms with littles and little to no resources, basically, how do you stay focused with so many distractions? The first thing you have to do is really dial in your time. You really have to dial in your time. I have that, the, the time exercise and the clarity workshop, the link is in the show notes. You have to dial in time because even, especially if you have children, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have children, but I understand with children. So you kind of understand their, biological clock. You understand how they move each day. You understand when you have to do certain things for them. Then what are you doing in the other hours, right? Especially also if you probably have work going on as well, right? So it's really understanding how are you using time? How can you use it? Can you make it even more efficient when you're not doing things with the kids? Um, so balancing between maybe your current work and the work you want to be doing and um, and then finding other communities to engage with of people who have both resources and experience and maybe going through the same things as well right and uh, lastly and, and I'll Brianna I'll expand on that I think in, in another one that's a little bit longer uh, lastly my good friend Avidas, God bless him uh, you know he left me a voice text I'm going to play it real quick hey Matt uh, this is Avidas from Orange County California Um, question I had for you is what do you do for your, um, spiritual well-being? What are some of the things that you recommend or some of the things that you practice, you know, in your spare time to kind of get away from the business world to clear your mind and, you know, just some recommendations. Thank you. This is a big one, uh. I appreciate him asking that question. And we've talked several times, he and I, about spiritual well-being and some of our practices and things like that, and they are always expanding. I pray every morning and every evening. By the way, guys, praying is can be different for each person, but I even if it's for five minutes, pray over your life, pray over your loved ones, pray over your well being, pray over, you know, securing yourself and your being and pray over your Um, your gifts, your talents, the things that you have, where you're at. Don't worry about what you don't have. Just pray over the things that you have. I also uh, meditate. I occasionally do breath work. I go for walks. I also, um, I uh, will uh, sometimes go to synagogue. I will read certain uh, texts I will um you know like textbooks and stuff like that. Um I will also uh seek out just different mentors uh to have conversations and uh I also listen to some really great podcasts. So I do I try to do as much as I can for my my overall spiritual well being and uh, and I definitely journal often every day. And usually when I'm journaling, I'm basically talking to God uh, and I'm just kind of writing what's happening. And I told you guys this before, but really great journal prompts are the first one is thoughts, feelings, and intuition. Like, what, what are you feeling right now? What's going on? And it could be also fears. You could, you could write them out, but you're just like, this is what's happening right now. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. Prompt two is uh, what, uh, what are three things you'd like to accomplish today? Prompt three is what are you grateful for? Prompt four is something fun or exciting that you could do today. And fun could be anything. It'd be like going for a walk or working out or calling a loved one, whatever it might be. And number five is who can I pray for or serve today? And I usually journal that often when I'm not like journaling a prayer or something like that or just freehand writing, basically. And that's what I do. All these things really help. And it doesn't mean that I don't have seasons uh, where, you know, I feel disconnected, but I have the tools to make sure I can connect back in. And that's so important. So I appreciate you guys. This got a little long, so hopefully you don't mind the Q&A. Again, uh, I can expand on more on some of these uh, areas, and I probably will because it's great. Gave me some great ideas for future episodes. I appreciate you guys always tuning in. Thank you. It means more than you know. Uh, Thank you for constantly writing written reviews, especially when I reach out to you guys and ask. (laughs) You guys are very kind about it. Please continue to do so. I love and appreciate you guys so much. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been.